Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Mm-hmm. On location. I'm on location. She, she's coming what? all the way from the Colorado. Mm-hmm. State with the Great Rocky Mountains. That's right. Ah. A little, I, if you're watching this on YouTube, I have a fresh look today because I didn't quite understand the time zone situation. <laughs> she's going back to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Today you're getting me 
fresh-faced in my camo jammies. Yeah, I texted Gretchen. as much as I could get it together. She was like, wait, I thought I had another hour. I was like, I said central time, girl. Learn something new every day. You're on mountain time right now, right? I don't know what time I'm on. Oh, I just look okay. at my cell phone. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Okay. So I have something funny to tell you about that happened mm-hmm. to me this week. And since I haven't talked to you because you're like, well, I have family in town and Gretchen has been driving across the country. That's right. But okay. So my dogs, they had to, well, I was petting Foxy. Okay. So there's a ton of squirrels around here and they run after them. They get all in the weeds and whatever. And so Anyways, I'm petting Foxy the other day and I see like this black thing on her belly. And I'm like, oh shit, she's got a tick. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Now I see another one. I'm like, oh my God, my dog has ticks. And you so probably had a freak out. Did you think, oh my God, now we're all going to get Lyme disease like Yolanda? It's the end of the world. I kind of did. Yes. Yeah. That's because you're from California. I think like other people around the country know how to deal with ticks. Do you get schooled? Well, I think you told me to, to light the tick on fire, right? That's what I've done. Mm-hmm. Not exactly yeah. light it on fire, but scare it out. Yeah. Right. So like you take a match, you, you know, it's like out, you can kind of burn its butt. I told Sean, I was like, I want to do that. Like we got to get these out because the vet was a couple days to get to the vet. He was like, no, not doing it, not doing it. Just take the dog to the vet. We'll keep them kind of quarantined until we get to the vet. Don't let them sleep on the kids, you know, beds. Okay. Get the dog to the vet. The vet comes out, you know, you just, you don't have to go in anymore. You just sit in your yeah. car, which is yeah, lovely. So nice. I love it so yeah. much. I can actually like do work and not have to sit there. So anyways, she comes out and she's like, so I didn't see any ticks on her. <gasps> no, but she does have black nipples. Shut up. <laughs> they were her nipples. <laughs> yeah. The dog is like white. Okay. I didn't Are you know. <laughs> fooling me? No, I'm not. Tabitha. I, I know. This is like when one of our friends went to a, she put oh. a quarter in a gumball machine, y'all. Oh, yeah. And then spit it out and it bounced. Okay. That is a true story. That's a true story. <laughs> yes, it Tabitha, is like that. that. I know. That is, oh, oh my God. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you that before this. <laughs> yeah, no, she did not tell me that part. <laughs> but she didn't know that my dog had ticks. Um, but it, d- it didn't have ticks. So yeah, it has tits, not ticks. Tits. Okay. Tits. <laughs> Good. Good one. Okay. One of them was kind of in the armpit. I was like, I didn't know the boobies go all the way okay, up. Okay. And in all fairness, know? I don't recommend the burning the tick out thing. Like I've done it when my dog had like one tick. If you got ticks, you need a whole situation. Try to burn her tit off. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, so- you got some crime. Uh, whoa, where's that mic going? <laughs> rogue. It's it's fine. It's it's actually. Oh, no, it's called road. Road mics going rogue. Yes, I do have some crime. Are you ready for it? Yes, I'm ready. 
All right. It's my week to talk. How fun. This week, I'm going to tell you about a few different people that are all connected by one guy over a span of many, many years. So I'm going to try to keep it real concise and clear for you, Gretchy. I could use that. (laughs) Especially today. I don't know what it is. (laughs) I haven't had my coffee. Okay. Mm, Okay. I'm going to take you back to the 70s. Everybody take their ginkgo biloba. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in yeah. care of. I do. All it comes yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, the 70s, that's like when you were born. You're such a bitch. Yeah, I know the 70s. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, there was this like drug-loving hippie-ish dude. His name was Thomas Randolph. He looked like your typical mustache-toting, long-haired guy. Randolph sounds can- like a rich person's name. It 100 It's like Asher. Does. How does Asher sound like a rich person's name too? Yes. Yeah. Those names are rich. He wasn't. Oh, okay. So, and you know, you got to like, he's got the mustache and the long hair. Mm-hmm. He was born in 1955. So by the 70s, he's like coming a man. Okay. And he thought he was the man, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Especially in Utah where he was living at the time this guy had a way with the ladies I don't know what it was like the long hair maybe but that was it it, it was Big it stash it it. yeah <laughs> side chops yeah that was that was it that was it and I guess that was it for him because he married this woman Catherine Thomas right straight away I mean, Catherine was 18, and Tom swept her off her feet quickly with his charm. They married, popped out a couple kids, and in a couple years, Catherine's like, "Mm, Tom's not rocking my boat anymore. No? Now, Tom got a little weird, let's just say, for her. And so she takes off, moves to Washington, and gets married pretty quickly to somebody else. Okay. And Tom, he moved on right quick, too, because the same day that his divorce was finalized, he married wife number two. Damn. Yeah. I'm telling you, something about this guy. Cut him loose, move on. Okay. So this lady's name was Becky Galt. Okay. Romance again. Super fast one. I don't know if it wasn't the long hair anymore, or maybe it was the long hair, but this time he's sporting a mullet. Oh, extra hot. I mean, in the 80s, I think it was extra hot. You know, you yeah. got the like business in the front, party in the back kind of thing. That's what time it is. Yep. So, and Tom liked to party. Okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Tom liked the cocaine kind of party. It was a big thing in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It sure was. He actually was working, I think, for a criminal defense attorney at one point, but the cocaine was his real love. And him and Becky started using it quite frequently, quite frequently to the point of they were addicted to it. Okay. Okay. They lost their jobs and got into more of that druggy lifestyle 
Okay. I don't know about you, but I've had friends that are a little bit too obsessed with the cocaine also. And it does, it takes a a havoc on the jobs situation, right? Yeah, it kind of wreaks havoc on the whole life. Yeah, Yeah. it definitely does. So Becky actually became pretty depressed living this kind of lifestyle. And after a DUI, she was sent to seek treatment for her addiction, which I think was a good thing because she had met this counselor and she was dealing with her demons, as you will. And she decided to get her life together. She wanted to leave Tom because, quite frankly, I think Tom was the one, you know, shoving it up her nose. And he was on a train to nowhere fast. At this point, Tom was actually a low-life selling drugs. And... I don't think he was even that good of a salesman because they didn't even have electricity in their house. Oh, damn. Mind you, they live in Utah. Gets chilly. Gets real cold. Yeah. Okay. Becky did not want this lifestyle. And I don't think anybody really does. But on one night, November 1986, Tom comes home. After getting a DUI himself that day, and found Becky tucked into her bed with like her, like tucked in to her bed okay, with a single gunshot wound to her temple. Tom left the house and went to his dad's house to call 911 because, you know, they don't have any electricity. So their phone's oh. not working. Okay. And reports Becky committing suicide. I mean, could life have been that overwhelming for Becky? She is a drug user. She's got to lose her husband. They have no electricity. Seems like a recipe for a pretty depressed life to me. And Tom claims that Becky tried to kill herself already once. So, yeah, it makes sense, right? Right. But maybe not. When the police got there, things looked a little fishy. Becky was lying in a waterbed. In the dark, because oh, there's water beds. Oh, <laughs> I knew you you were gonna know about that water bed, Gretchen. Yeah, yeah. Did you have one? Did your parents have one? My parents didn't have one, but yeah, I did. I don't know how we acquired one, but at one point, my sister had one, and then I inherited it for a while. Not that comfortable. Not sure why they were a thing. I don't know why they were a thing either. Did your water bed have a heater? No. So you slept on a cold water bed? Yeah. Are you sure it didn't have a heater? Yeah. I mean, I don't remember plugging it in. You don't? No. So what what I read with this, because I also my parents had a water bed and I should have called my mom and asked her if the water bed had a heater. That seems very dangerous. Like what if shit <laughs> you got electrocuted? You're like sucked into the water. Dude, the whole waterbed situation seems real strange to me. I did a little bit of research in this, okay? Because okay. I it was a thing of the 80s and we had one and I actually popped my mom's waterbed. I got real mad what at her. What were one you time. doing? You popped I, it? Yeah, I she sent me to my brother and I shared a room. And so she knew if she was going to send me to my room for like getting in trouble, like I was just going to go play with my brother, right? So she sent me to her room 
and I got one of her like broche pins and I like popped it because I was pissed. Damn, you were always, you've always been a brat. <laughs> Not, well, <laughs> maybe. Then I felt really guilty and I went and told her. I was like, I just popped your water, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. It was just a little, you know, just a little tickle of water. But and people, I mean, that happened. I saw that also. Like, listen, you have, every time you rent a place, some... you still have to sign a thing saying you will not have a waterbed. Lots <laughs> of waterbeds. I know anymore. Okay, I know. so I also wanted to know, like, where did this come from? And waterbeds, by the way, in the eighties, they were called pleasure pits, Gretchy. And supposedly you had better sex on the waterbed. Gross. Yeah. I had a friend when I was five across the street and her parents had a waterbed with mirrors on the ceiling above the waterbed. Extra gross. (laughs) I know. I always thought it was weird. And then I was like, now I know why they had that. Mm -hmm. And there was a very popular waterbed brand called wet dream okay. stop, stop it stop I'm it not, you know what is going to be the new like mirrors on the ceiling is like all the you know the parents what? have like a stripper pole in there the kids are going to grow up and they're going to be like like how we were like oh remember that friend's parents had the mirrors on the ceiling they're gonna be like my friend's parents had pole for exercise okay okay only for exercise mm-hmm Okay, so back to Becky in her cold water bed. I guess water beds did have heaters in them. I don't remember it. You don't remember it. But supposedly these police were like, she's living in a super cold house with a water bed that has no heater. So the water temperature in that water bed has got to be like 60 degrees. Which... Actually sounds kind of dreamy for me. I love sleeping in cold and having like blankets, but freak. they were they were they were saying that your body temperature, if you're sleeping on like a super cold waterbed, your body temperature is gonna drop drastically also. So okay. something just didn't seem real suspicious. Also, her hand was tucked in the cover with the gun. So it was kind of like if you shoot yourself, your hand probably be, falls. Yeah. But it's not going to be tucked partially under the covers. Right. So when first questioned, Tom was like, I didn't touch her. I didn't move her. I didn't touch the gun. But by the second interview, the story had changed and was like, oh, maybe Mm -hmm. I did try to touch her to see if she had a pulse kind of thing. Yeah. The medical examiner did rule the death a suicide, but... Just after a couple weeks when Tom collected over $200,000 in Becky's life insurance policy. Oh, you don't have electricity, but you have the wherewithal to get life insurance. Yes. And keep paying on that life insurance monthly. Yeah, no, no, no. That's too... No, that's uh, that's adulting. And I don't, I don't think Tom would do that. No. Well, Tom mm-hmm. did it. So Mm -hmm. it took a couple years, but prosecutors finally charged Tom with the death of Becky. Not only did they have that weird positioning and Tom collecting some cash, 
they saw that Tom was paying on multiple life insurance policies on Becky, totaling over $500,000. Oh, shit. But he didn't pay his electric bill. But he did pay that month those life insurance bills, which are not cheap either. You know, like you're paying, if you have multiple, that's like some coin. Listen, I don't, there's no life insurance policy on me (laughs) and I'm priceless. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why. (laughs) Because it's not cheap. No, it's not. I know. No. And really, why would you need life insurance on a perfectly healthy, like 20, 30 year old woman. It just doesn't, it doesn't add up. No. You know, so police also were informed about an old friend that Tom and Becky had named Eric Tarantino. Okay. Eric actually comes forward and spills all the tea. Nice. Him and Tom used to be cokeheads together and Tom dreamed of having this big blow business, you know, like the real El Chapo kind of thing. Yeah. And he told Eric that he was over Becky and he would give him some cash if he offed her. And Eric thought about it. And Eric and Tom kind of planned it out, talked about it a lot, how they would kill her. Tom kept seeding Eric about it but i don't know eric must have had some sort of like conscience conscience yeah yeah Yeah. which is nice because eric told becky about tom's shenanigans and after tom found out that eric told becky tom beat up eric so bad he put him in the hospital for days oh my god yeah So Eric, after he gets out of the hospital, he flees town. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to California. This is fucking crazy. And left that situation, right? Then Becky should have left too. I know. I know. I think she was. So the counselor actually testified that Becky was on her way out. Like she was ready to leave him. But it is like you have to think about it. It's so hard to leave when you have nothing you have no money like where are you gonna go the guy's selling coke for probably like just to get them by food and whatever you know yeah so she probably just felt desperate and like she didn't know what to do where she's gonna go getting herself together tom probably knows that she's out of there any second and he's like i gotta off her before i don't get the insurance money you know So with all this evidence and testimony, it didn't convince the jury that Tom was guilty and he was acquitted of her murder. Balls. Totally balls. Her mom goes and on the stand and was like, he is just going to do this to somebody else. You guys are making a bad decision. I mean, she's Uh like, right. She's right. And I, I tried to rack my brain, like, why do I think that they didn't, even after this Eric guy comes forward and it's like, this is what happened. And the guy's walking away with $500,000. Right. Hello. I think it's because they were drug addicts. 
And I think people judge it. And it's yeah. like easier to just say, like, she committed suicide. And that's oh, it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that his defense portrayed, like, total character assassination on her. Yeah. She probably went through the ringer during the trial. Yeah. Probably. So Tom is free. And he quickly marries his third wife. Because, you know, he what a loves catch. the women. Yeah. And he's $500,000 richer. Mm-hmm. So Gaina Alman, she's the next lady that falls for the skis bag. She marries him in just a couple of months. But Gaina's one of the lucky ones. She's actually still living to tell about her experience with Tom. Their marriage did not last long. She knew about his past and she was always skeptical. You know, I think if I knew that he was on trial for murdering the ex-wife and calling it a suicide, I might also be a little sleep with one eye open. Yeah. 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 So she says that one day he's cleaning his gun at the dining room table and it spontaneously just goes off. And not too far from her. Oh, shoot. So she's like, "Mm, yeah, I'm going to leave this guy high and dry. Not waiting for the next gun to go off kind of thing. And she's even claims she sees him on the freeway one day. And he's like chasing her to get her to pull over before the divorce was finalized. Yeah. She's like, hell no. Yeah. Smart lady. I'm sure he had some money tied up with her, but. Gaina was out of there. Oh, and by the way, she says, too, that she's like, I went into hiding. I did not want to see this guy. He scared the bejesus out of me. So after Gaina, he goes straight away to wife number four. Her name is Frances Rudolph. Frances had a daughter, and Tom took care of her with Frances. Seemed like a pretty good stepdad-daughter kind of relationship. Uh, He did all the right things to make the family a family. And since he had already lost a wife, he made sure to, you know, get some life insurance on Francis. What do you know? What do you know? And Francis's daughter says that Francis had a little heart surgery. Nothing to be distraught about. But to me, heart surgery, I mean, that's like... Sounds major. I don't care what kind of heart surgery you're having. It's like your heart. Yeah. But... She comes out of recovery. She's in the hospital. She's fine, talking up, doing everything. The daughter's in the hospital room with Tom and her mom. And Tom says to the daughter, hey, I can't remember her name at the moment, but hey, so-and-so, can you give me some time with your mom? Daughter says, sure, leaves the room. Next thing you know, mom's dead. Oh, Walks out the of the daughter is still there. That walks walks out of the room and claims that the wife just died due to complications with this heart surgery, I guess. And he has her cremated the very next day with no autopsy. I find this a little strange. I mean Oh. Sus. It's very sus. I will tell you. Everybody that I've told this is like, no hospital would do that, da, da, da. But listen, that's not true. 
We know people that have worked in shady hospitals. No, like if they, if a hospital thinks that it could be their fault by any reason, don't, I mean, I'm not saying all hospitals, listen, I think there's a lot of really good ones, but one of our friends that works at a hospital or worked at a hospital was like, some things go on here that are not above board. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no autopsy on her. There's no, they just said it was complications to this heart surgery. But I don't know. The daughter thinks no way. Tom took her out because gets life insurance again. He's yeah. In, in for the money. And by the way, okay, he has her do this will, like a video will. It's super bizarre. Ew. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to leave everything to Tom. Tom's going to take care of my daughter because Tom takes care of everything like he does always. It's like, ugh. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's super weird. Very sus. And, but there's nothing you could do about it. The daughter thinks that Tom is, you know, responsible for her mom's death, but there was no investigation to that. So we don't know. Gretch, you know how last week you were telling me you got this product from Apostrophe? Oh, yeah. To help your 40-ish acne. Yeah. Fun thing about turning 40, start breaking out again. It's no fair. It's it's no fair. (laughs) I mean, we already went through that at 12. That's right. right. I actually can see my daughter starting to break out also. And this website came to us in seriously just the right time. It's called Apostrophe. They do prescription acne treatments that really work. And you don't have to see a doctor, but you do see a doctor because you see their doctor. But you don't have to take time off work. You take an online questionnaire about your skin concerns or your children's skin concerns, snap a few selfies, and the dermatologist there get back to you with a customized tailored treatment which Gretchen I did loving I did it you guys I did it and thank god for apostrophe because I would not have done it I would have just lived with it because yeah yeah self-care is so hard to make time for but this was so easy and I can't it's like I have a new face I have a new face (laughs) (laughs) They offer topical and oral medication to treat acne from the inside out or the outside in. So you guys, you get $15 off your first visit with a board certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com forward slash clink clink. Use our code clink clink. This code is only available for our listeners. So to get started, go to apostrophe, A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash clink clink for $15 dollars off check it out okay what'd you have for breakfast this morning gretchen magic spoon is where it's at y'all i seriously could not be more excited that the blueberry flavor is back in stock after it sold out i'm Obviously, so excited for you because you've been obsessing <laughs> over it i have i've been so sad that it hasn't been there And so it's back. And you guys, I could not wait to tell you. 
it is the best if you have not tried Magic Spoon. It really is awesome. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Guys, good for you, good for your kids. And it tastes delicious. No joke. It does. (laughs) Yeah. So, you guys, go now and get your blueberry flavor or... You're not into blueberry, which you should be because it's, you know, it's good. No, the cinnamon is my favorite. Okay, okay, fine. They also have cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. You build your own box. They got it all. Also, if you live in Canada, they ship there now too. Uh, how about that? How about that? I know you were going to say a hot damn. <laughs> Anyways, go to magicspoon.com forward slash clink clink. To grab your blueberry or custom thing. Our promo code again is clink clink at checkout and you save five bucks off your order. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash clink clink and use clink clink at checkout to save five bucks. Gretch, you know, now that the weather is warm, thank heavens. And I'm getting a lot of more vitamin D. I'm changing things up over here. And my goals have changed. So I redid my care of online quiz and I'm back into action, girlfriend. All right. That's right. Yes. You guys care of is an amazing vitamin and supplement service. You go online, do their questionnaire and you get individual vitamin packs, which tell them, Gretch. It's easy enough for me to do it, y'all, so anybody can do it. Studies That's show the truth. It also, it's the truth, really. And studies show that it takes 30 days for you to see benefits of a new supplement and routine. So consistency is key. And really, they make it super easy to do. Yeah. And I feel better. It, it makes so much sense. Take your vitamins, be healthy, take care of yourself. To get your vitamins, you need to go to takecareof.com and enter code CLINK50 to get 50% off your first care of order. You guys, 50% off. You got to do it. Go to takecareof.com and enter code CLINK50. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. 
You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is, it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences, and then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. But we go on to life number five. Damn. He's, he's racking them up like Larry oh King. My God. I know, right? Okay. And he's got the money to do it, I guess. Like he keeps on coming up with some couple hundred G's every time. Um, So wife number five, her name is Leona Stapleton. There's actually not a lot known about Leona. I actually like that name. I like that name too. I was thinking the same thing. It's kind of exotic, right? Yeah. Leona. Their marriage did not work out either. Um, They divorced pretty quickly, but Leona is also not here with us because Leona died of cancer. Oh. So I definitely don't think Tom had anything to do with that one. And when she died, she did not have any life insurance policies with Tom's name on them. So we're going to move on from Leona to wife number six. Shoot. Okay. Can you imagine? Six wives. Okay. Yeah. We are now in the 2000s, and this dude is still sporting his mullet. And oh, Marin it's not hot anymore. No, no. Oh, my God. No. By the way, no. it's also not hot when it's a gray mullet. <laughs> Just saying. No. 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 Um, the mullet died, I and- think, on November or January 1st, 1990. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tom probably should have died with that mullet, but. Oh, harsh. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it. Okay. I'm with it too. Okay. So now he meets Sharon. Sharon Randolph. Sharon's no different than any of these other ladies. I feel like they all are attracted to this guy that is acting like they are the queen bee. When actually he's like a narcissistic asshole, but he puts on the show to reel him in. Very dirty John. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So Sharon also has a daughter and, but she's grown and all of Sharon's friends thought Tom was real odd, but 
Sharon met him online and thought he was the bee's knees. I think that he brought Sharon back to her younger days with his rockin' haircut. He lives in Vegas. You know, seems kind of like a cool guy. So Sharon moves out to Vegas to be with Tom. Okay. Tom starts hanging out with this guy named Michael Miller. Tom claims Mike was doing some handyman work for him. And he's paying him to help out in the house. And Mike's cousin says, no, Tom was actually paying my cousin to sell drugs for him. I probably believe Mike's cousin. Yeah, that sounds more likely. Sounds more like past experiences of Tom. Tom likes selling drugs. Tom doesn't like to really work for his money. So one night, uh, Sharon and Tom go out to dinner in a movie. And according to Tom, Sharon says, you know what, Tom, forget that movie. Let's go have some sex. (laughs) They couldn't have been (laughs) married very long. They were actually married for a few years at this point. Um, Oh, damn. Go Sharon. So, by the way, that's totally sus of me. Also, (laughs) because do you know yourself or any other woman that's going to be like, oh, yeah, let's just like, let's just forego that movie and get home, drive it on Depends on the movie. If it was an action flick, I might put out to get (laughs) out of or like Star Wars. Forget about it. Oh, for sure. Okay. It might have been. Yeah. Okay. So Tom drives home, straight home, you know, not stopping at go, not collecting the $200. He's getting there because he wants some. He says he parks the car. He lets Sharon out first to get out, to go in the house and bring in the food And he listens to some music while he's in the car before he gets out. When he gets out of the car, he walks in and down the hall. It's totally, completely dark in the house. He stumbles upon something that he thinks are Sharon's shoes that she always leaves in the hallway. He proceeds to turn on the light and right in front of him, laying in front of the bedroom, face down, is Sharon. At this point, he is yelling, Sharon, Sharon, and starts to run to get his gun. He then brushes up against the intruder that just killed Sharon in the hall. And he says he just starts shooting. So Thomas shoots and shoots the intruder in a ski mask. And the guy in the ski mask is running towards the garage. In the garage, the guy collapses and Thomas says he shoots him in the head. He then calls 911 to say that his wife has been shot and he has shot the gunman. The 911 operator is asking him some questions. And if I can find it, I'll insert here the 911 call. But he at one point claims that he knows the intruder. He says, oh, I know him. He worked for me. But he was wearing a ski mask. That's right, Gretchen. But he was wearing a ski mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
the 911 operator is like, you need to go do CPR on your wife. Yeah. Like, go do CPR on your wife. And it's like he's skirting away from the CPR. And then at one point, you can hear him grunting and saying he's trying to flip his wife over, but he can't flip her over. I'm like, dude, she's not 500 pounds. Like, yeah, she's a lady. Flip her the fuck over and give her CPR. Yeah. He is. He's putting on a show, I think. Supposedly, he gets her turned over and he says he's doing chest presses and the 911 operator is like, you need to count the chest presses. Like, they're not buying it. I'm not buying it. Yeah. Sounds like he's making sure Sharon's fully dead. Yeah. Once police arrive, they start collecting the evidence and interviewing Tom who's pretty animated and happy to give a full play-by-play of what happened. Mm -hmm. When he takes them back to the house to give the reenactment the next day, it's on camera. You can watch it. It's like he comes across like super cold. So there's a Dateline um, special on this. I think it's a three-part series, which three parts for Dateline is a lot. But they have a ton of footage of this guy. I watched a few other things on him, too, and read a ton of stuff. But if you want, like, the full-on, not one-hour special that I'm giving you and you want to see exactly how eccentric this man is, you can do the three-part series. Well, he's like Um, a serial killer. He's he's killed three. He... he, Right? He is a serial killer. Yeah. So... He is so animated and has the this detail when he's telling them the play-by-play, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't believe that. Like, I no. don't no. think you, I don't think you remember it like that. No, it, you do if you've rehearsed it in your head what you're going to say. That's right. Yeah. I think if that actually happens where you walk in, first of all, Sharon would have turned on the light when she walked in. She wouldn't have walked through her kitchen to her bedroom in complete darkness. Yeah. So I don't believe the lights were turned off. Um, second of all, I don't believe she was like, Tom, let's fucking get to the honky tonk. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> and if that actually happened, your adrenaline would be rushing so much like there would be no reenactment it would be like i blacked out all i know is i shot the guy and he kept running and i shot him more you know like yeah it wouldn't be like he brushed up against me here as i was turning on the light here and i thought it was her shoes so i was yelling fuck sharon your shoes again like no not happening so what they did find was that there wasn't any blood splatter in the hallway of Michael Miller's where supposedly he shot him a few times, right? No blood of Michael, no blood of Michael in the house at all. They did find there was blood in the garage where Michael was. They also did find that ski mask not on Michael. It was uh, somewhere in the garage um, close to him, but 
guess what? It did not have a bullet hole in it. So, so rookie. That means that Tom shot him when he didn't have, when he knew who he was. Yeah. Right. Um, so the police think it's fishy. They start looking into this a little bit more and they see Thomas's past history. The last time he was on trial for murder and the plot seems real similar. Yeah. And you bet your bottom dollar that Tom was about to make a few hundred G's on Sharon. Of course he was. He had that life insurance. Uh Uh-huh. So... This is the crazy part. The investigator on this calls a producer. I don't know if the producer was Dateline at the time or just a guy that he knew that. Supposedly it was a Dateline producer that he calls and he says, hey, I got this really crazy case that we're working on. Maybe something you're interested in. And so for like 10 years, this Dateline producer followed Tom around. And Tom is happy to give all the footage he wants. He's oh, like, he thinks he's an untouchable because he's gotten away with it so much. I think so. That's interesting, I mean, though, because we don't like we don't typically think that these, you know, detectives are like kind of want their 15 minutes. But I bet they do. I know. It's really They're like I, that's probably like the detective's wet dream is like <laughs> to be like know. on the dateline, you know, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. maybe. I know. Isn't Listen, it crazy? So. Oh, and let me tell you from. Going to crime con. Yeah. People really enjoy the detectives. They're oh, hot yeah. For them. They, yeah. They're doing well with the ladies at the bar. I mean, it's oh, hot. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Tom at one point in this footage says like his attorneys don't want him making these videos, but well, yeah. He yeah, right. <laughs> like he is so He's such a skis. Like, he loves it. He loves yeah. being on. He loves, he is playing it up for the camera. The footage and the stuff that they have and the things that are coming out of this man's mouth are insane. He is the biggest self-admitted narcissist, okay? Which he says he is because he's so intelligent that intelligent people are just narcissistic. It comes with it. I'm just not so sure about that, Tommy boy. Okay. So as investigators are trying to solve their theory, which is Tom met Michael at the convenience store. Mike is basically a druggie looking for a handout. And Tom knows the type. So he grooms Michael by offering to give him some money for some work, starts hanging out with them. Tom gives him money to sell drugs. He's selling prescription drugs at this time, which is what, you know, Mike's cousin said oh, that he's there was no handyman. Cocaine. Yeah. Sounds yeah, about right. Prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom says that. Oh, yeah. OK. So then Tom says, hey, I'm going to make $100,000 off of offing Sharon over here. And I'll give you some of it if you take care of the deal. And sounds like pretty easy peasy to Mike. You know, you're going to come in. You're going to pretend to rob us in a ski mask. Sharon's not going to know who you are. 
we both make off with some money. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what Mike didn't know is that Tom already had this experience with Eric Tarantino and what he learned from that was you got to off your accomplice because that's right. We need nobody to talk. Yeah. So while he's walking Mike out the garage, he offs Mike to get rid of any whistleblowers. Oh my gosh. So time goes by and remember Sharon has a daughter, an adult daughter and Sharon actually gave her friend a will to give to Sharon's adult daughter if she ever passed away. And she left a lot to the daughter, the house, a couple other things. And Tom is furious. Oh, I'll bet. But this lady, she kept in good with the popo the whole time. She gets her house. She gets an restraining order against Tom. Tom is an awful human being. He leaves her all these messages about how her mother didn't love her. I mean, just a real piece oh. of shit. Um, but this woman did not break, and she even testified against Tom. It took years for that to happen, but finally they arrested Tom and put him on trial. The judge at the time deemed it okay to bring all that past evidence and Aaron, Eric Tarantino onto the stand and his two living ex-wives who claim that he was a total douche and are not surprised that he killed any or all of his wives. Um, Tom also took the stand, which I would not advise in his case. Yeah, but he's a narcissist. They cannot shut themselves I up. I know. That's totally him. So let me just ask you one question. So was he yeah. charged with both murders? Yes, he was. Okay. So I think uh, one of the first, if it wasn't the first day, one of the first days of trial, he comes in sporting his mullet with this long hair. And I'm talking like Daryl Hannah in splash long hair. Oh, okay? my God. Past his boobies in pigtails. He's Should got I start a mullet. criminal consultant business for your court look? <laughs> Oh my that god, is I know. That's no good. That's he like looks, Phil Spector. Oh, oh yeah, Thank for sure. You. He oh. looks like a old woman. Like an old like weird like weird, super weird. I'm going to put Guilty. a picture of it on our stuff. The judge was so appalled. She was like, "Listen, you need to cut your hair and wear some decent clothes." <laughs> so, he did. He cut his hair. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> And then one day he comes in sporting a Tony Romo's jersey because he says he likes the Cowboys. And I don't know. He's in Vegas at this point. Well, who doesn't and, like Tony Romo? Okay. I mean, everybody does. And who doesn't like the Cowboys? But he is in Raider Nation in Las Vegas. So I think that that's when did the Raiders move to Las Vegas? Well, you don't wear a jersey to court. That's you not don't. a good look. No, you wear I mean, a navy what if blue you, blazer. Yeah, no, no. Mm -mm. He is out there. This man is like so out there. I have never seen something like it in my life. But he also openly says pussy on the stand. Oh, well, we say pussy. Not, uh, not he didn't go say pussy. On, like I wanted some pussy. I don't, I don't think like so. saying it. I, we don't say it a lot. 
I don't think we ever say it. I don't even like that no. word. I feel I we don't like that word, but I do when we we do say it, it's it's something like we put some inflection in it like pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Like when I talk about how my I my husband can't drink ranch water because, you know, he's not that hardcore. He needs a little juice in his margarita. <laughs> call him a pussy. Oh, okay. That's how you say it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I just I don't I don't No, it's not the I can't word. remember the last time I said it. But whatever. We don't like, even say cunt. We say see you next Tuesday every time yeah, we gonna, yeah. Yeah. So he explains the reason that he's been saying pussy. It's because it's been around <laughs> since the Middle Ages. I'm calling bullshit, Tombo, on okay. that one. I just don't believe that. He also says in his TV recording that he wants to have oral sex with the lady judge. Oh, I'm sure it just charmed the black robe right <laughs> off of her. <laughs> I mean, she was signing up for number seven wife. I'm sure of it. Yeah. So oh. when I... All that was said and done. This guy was found guilty and sentenced to death. Oh, death. Yeah. Wow. But let me tell you something. This past December 2020, the judge overturned his conviction, saying that it was not right that they brought all that past evidence from the previous acquitted trial. Uh, I can see that. And so I think he's going to get another trial where they're not going to be able to bring anything up of Becky. And I don't know. I mean, it's going to be for sure harder to find a guilty verdict. Definitely not a death row verdict. I would I would. He's I would still locked up, the, though, right? He is still locked up. Yeah. OK, because if he I mean, he would have bail money, right? If he maybe. Yeah, because you know what? I think he, he got all the all money. No, I think he got all the money from Becky's or not Becky, Sharon, his last wife's policies because it took almost 10 years to go to trial. So I don't think they held up that money. I don't think so. I think he got it. Oh, shoot. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. He could have been on the apps. Yeah, so what apps? Like the dating apps. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he It took is. that long. Yeah, yeah. He was on the app, so I'm glad he's in oh, jail. Oh, I'm surprised he didn't have another wife, by the way, right. in that mm-hmm. time. Um, Yeah, so that's a whop on that Thomas Randolph. So, you guys, there, I would suggest, you know, we all love Dateline, right? So just, like, yeah. go watch the, it's, yeah. it's pretty, okay. it's a pretty crazy one. I want to give a couple shout outs to people that shout okay. us out, if you guys want. Please tag us on your Instagram. Tell your friends about us. We'll shout you out. Tag us on your Facebook. We love it all. The first one goes out to our friend that we were on her podcast. Her podcast is called Dialogue Pod. What's up, um, Rebecca? Rebecca. Yeah, she gave us a nice um, shout on the Shayna Huber's case this week. Um, so thank you so much. Remember that case, Shayna? Yes. And then... Hold on, hold on. Don't you worry. I set myself up today. <laughs> Lisa Alexandria, super cute disco biscuit. Um, also, I wanted to shout out um, Lauren Collins. She sent us this really funny, 
this really funny post for, it was actually for you, Gretchen, I think. Instead of the stimulus check, they could send out this, the people, um, hold on, it says, eat a dick. (laughs) It's a piece of chocolate and it's a, it's a piece of chocolate. Look like a dick. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then Amy Berwick. Thank you so much. Jessica Kidd. Also, thank you. Um, Kitty Simonson. Simonson? Kitty Simonson? Mm-hmm. Um, her Insta is being Kitty. Thank you so much. And I think that is it for now. You guys, if you can, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen. That'd be awesome. And do we have anything else, Scratch? No. Check us out on YouTube. Join our Facebook group. Oh, you guys. Yeah. Well, we also have a Patreon. Oh, yeah. Patreon.com forward slash housewives. Um, It's five bucks and you get extra of us. And we're on YouTube. You guys, even if you don't watch us every week, uh, would you mind just subscribing to us? That'd be awesome. (laughs) Click over. You're so shameless. Question thinks I'm like such a whore, but mm-hmm. but I like it. Somebody's got to be secretly. Oh she yeah, makes me do it. Yeah, <laughs> pour myself out. No, mm-hmm. you guys, it it would just help us because you know we're trying to make sure Gretchen's fireplace stays on. That's right. <laughs> Does is, is she? It's the cutest backdrop. If you have not seen us on YouTube, this is the one to do. I know. I I'm wish I could clo- take this whole I, thing home. I know. I'm in my closet. You can see my hangers there. But Gretchen is in the cutest. You, I, I just love it. I'm I'm a fan. I like your background right now. It's, it's my favorite so far. Yeah. Um, I'd show but, you the rest of the place, but it's in shambles right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't show us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, clink, clink, guys. Thank clink, you so clink. much.